This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal Raw Reaction Show. Uh, it was a show in which we look back at the latest Arsenal fixture and, of course, in today's game or show rather than game. I mean, we could talk about it as a game if you like. But uh, in today's show, we're talking all about Arsenal's 4-1 win over Crystal Palace. Uh, I promise this one won't go on for the hour plus uh, that the last Raw Reaction show did. Uh, and thank you for those of you that uh, were understanding that there was no show yesterday. I was in London yesterday working my way across it uh, to get to the Emirates and uh, being up from Saturday night. It meant that I wasn't unfortunately able to... Uh, uh, to do an 8am show. So apologies for that. But uh, thank you for those that have tuned in this morning. Thanks for those that continue to make this, as always, a part of their morning routines after what is obviously a fantastic season for the Gunners and uh, continues to get better and better. Good morning to those joining us live in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well, Marcus. Good morning to you. To Jose, good morning to Wilson, Vishal, uh, Baz, good morning to Nate, Martin. Uh, good morning to Akmal, Paul, Clincy. Uh, we've got Nav, uh, we've got Black Shine, Anthony, Dave, Harrison, Stevie, Aditya, and plenty more to you guys as well. I would also like to send uh, my well wishes to Trevor and his family um, for some of the challenges that they're going through at the moment as well. Our thoughts are certainly with you guys, and uh, we wish you all the best. Um, let's get on with today's show. Please do indeed drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here as we work our way towards 50,000. And also, if you've been... If anything during the show, of course, sparks any thought within you, do leave those comments in the comment section below, especially if you're watching on catch-up. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on the things that we discuss. Um, Arsenal moved eight points clear at the top of the table after their 4-1 victory against Crystal Palace. It was a dominant performance that, yes, surely could have, as we know, I think, um, been different had Wilfred Zaha's early chance got in and we maybe have got a little bit of fortune there. However, 
Arsenal certainly took the game away from Palace very quickly after that moment, took control of the fixture. It wasn't necessarily like, I think, the Everton game, if we remember the Everton game, where we kind of struggled for the first 20 minutes. And then once we got the goal that some would argue maybe we didn't deserve on the balance of play, we went on to dominate the game. This game was Arsenal's really from start to finish with some small flourishes from the opponent. But ultimately, getting those goals were the key difference maker. And as soon as we managed to open the floodgates, they opened and uh, Arsenal responded fantastically well. Uh, there were some fantastic scenes before the game. Uh, the London is red TIFO uh, was unveiled and unfelled. Unfelled? Unfolded? I suppose unfolded. Unfurled! That's the word I want. A lot of uns. Uh, unfurled this uh, yesterday afternoon. And uh, it looked fantastic on the uh, on the North Bank. So if you're able to get to the games um, and you're able to take part in these great things, it's, it's a great thing to be a part of. Meanwhile, at the other end of the pitch, there were flares being let off by the Crystal Palace supporters. Once again, showing the lack of security measures that go on uh, that allow certain things into the grounds. But uh, they managed to rather quickly disperse. And even though there was a lot of smoke prior to the game, that certainly affected the visibility um, in the first few moments of the fixture. Uh, they did uh, kind of fade away over the course of the first few minutes or so quite quickly, which was a positive because there was concerns because it was very, very smoky at the beginning of the game, especially for those sitting in the clock end. Now, going into the specific uh, game moments, Gabriel Martinelli, of course, scored that first goal, continuing his fine form, always looked to danger on that left-hand side for Arsenal, sprinting away, running away from defenders, and a left-footed strike across uh, the third-choice goalkeeper, Whitworth, who was in for a very torrid time between the Crystal Palace sticks, it's fair to say. Um, but again, loving seeing both Saka and Martinelli develop their weaker foot. It's an area of their game that I think in seasons previously, they've been, I think, much more so uh, kind of reliant upon their stronger foots, which has made them more predictable. Uh, but both Martinelli and Saka are now improving significantly their weaker foot so that they're getting to a stage where, not that it's obviously the same as their strong foot, but certainly getting to a level where they're able to become more unpredictable, able to go on either foot quite confidently. And both Saka and Martinelli able to do it. Obviously, it was a right-footed cross from Saka and a left-footed strike from the Brazilian um, to finish off and get his Next goal of the season, meaning that I think he's only three goals away so far from Roberto Firmino's record for a Brazilian goal scorer in the Premier League. And he's got 10 games left to try and beat that record. So fantastic news for him if he can manage to achieve that. Now, brilliant Bakaya Saka, as I've already mentioned, set up the first goal, but then got on the end of two crosses himself. Um, some brilliant play for his first one on the right-hand side between him and Ben White, who I thought was unbelievably good on the day. This slide being dedicated to both Saka and White. Saka, of course, getting his first goal with that little uh, cut inside uh, with the ball from White and then spinning through the players and just a calm finish uh, beyond Whitworth. His second, Kieran Tierney. We'll talk about him a little bit later on this morning. But the finish at the first time cross was, again, a fantastic strike as well. But Ben White, just to give him a mention, I... I've just been so frustrated with the lack of kind of um, the lack of fitness in some games enabling to get to the end. He has looked tired. I think that'd be fair to say. And it's been frustrating because you want to see him be able to put in an entire performance that shows quite how good he is. And it was unsurprising to see him taken off again uh, toward the end of the game as well. And, you know, it was interesting who actually moved to right back because it was Thomas Partey. And maybe that's a little bit of a tactic that we might see move on to give White a little bit more rest. The worry is, of course, that that will affect how much rest Thomas Partey then gets. But, 
His deliveries, Wyatt, were fantastic. His movement was great. His interplay with Odegaard and Saka was was exceptional. And I think that Saka and White have just built up this fantastic kind of camaraderie between each other, the collaboration between the two. And I'm quite happy that White's not going to be going to play for England, uh, no matter what the reasons behind that are. I'm quite happy because it means that he's going to get a significant rest over the international break. He can chill, fully recover. And then after the international break, he is certainly going to be much, much more well-rested and ready to go. Rob Holding started at centre-back. And after the game, it's fair to say that a fair few fans were rightly posting um, their apology forms. The apology form is indeed back, which is great to see. Uh, it's it's very easy for us to very quickly kind of jump on the bandwagon of, of frustration and concern and just calling him not good enough. And, oh, the total race is over because Rob Holding's in the team. No, it's silly, if we're honest. Um, and he delivered a very solid display. Yes, it wasn't perfect. Yes, there was a clear error. Um, and I think one part of his game in which he obviously gets drawn into tackles too rashly and he runs in them in, in moments where I wish he'd be a little bit more uh, conservative and reserved in his game, nearly cost us in the first moment. But I think he grew into the game after that and his confidence certainly grew. His tackling was good. The aerial duels were dominant. His clearances were great. His passing was good. There was a great switch out to Martinelli as well uh, in the first half that I think everybody picked up on. He was really solid uh, and did a really good job. And I think that the the mental gymnastics that so many did to try and think of a setup or a lineup that didn't have to include Rob Holding was a disrespect to Rob Holding. He is probably the third choice centre-back in the team on that right-hand side. You've got, obviously, Saliba as our starting option. I think Ben White would have probably started at right-sided centre-back if Tommy Asu was fit. And then Rob Holding is there. And that's that's the choice. That's the situation that we have, is that if you don't have either of White to play centre-back or Saliba, then you play Holding. You don't have to fit a youth player into the team. You don't have to try and put two left-footed centre-backs to tactically restrict us, especially considering... I, you know, right now, I'd rather trust Rob Holding in this team than Jakob Kivior. It's just me. And I'd rather trust him over a youth player coming into the team as well. So the mental gymnastics that some were doing to try and find a way of not having to play Holding, I think were a bit disrespectful to the player of what he is and what he can give. Is he a guy that can start for a title-winning team across the entire season? No, that's not what I'm saying. Is he good enough to be a third-choice centre-back for Arsenal? Yes, he is good enough to be a third-choice centre-back for Arsenal. However, I can imagine that in the summer, Arsenal might be doing some work to maybe re reinforce that area, just as we try to improve naturally every single position and every single role on the field. Um, so very happy with, with Rob Holding's performance. And uh, if you've seen your Rob Holding apology form sent to you, make sure you fill it out and send it to the relevant address. Um, Kieran Tierney came off the bench as well and showed exactly what he can still contribute to the team. His cross uh, for Bakaya Saka was a great exhibition of his assisting talents and his passing, his creativity. But I actually thought his performance outside of that assist alone was also really good. It showed that he's certainly very much committed to the team. There's no sulking. There's no frustration from him. He's been, I think, in my opinion, I think he's actually been treated a little bit unfairly. I think he could have been given more minutes here and there than he's been afforded so far. And I think he came on and responded to that perfectly. You don't want to see a player come on and have to like, you know, sulk his way through the last 10, 15 minutes of a game or doesn't necessarily show what he's really capable of because he's thinking, well, why should I? No, none of that. Kieran Tinney played really, really well, came off the bench, got the assist 
and uh, was very happy of his performance. And he is going to have to unfortunately deal with the fact that between now and the end of the campaign, he is going to be restricted, barring any injuries to uh, to Alexander Zinchenko, because Zinchenko is, for all intents and purposes, our starting left back. And with only Premier League games left this season, it's unsurprising that that Tini will be struggling for those minutes. Now, Zinchenko, speaking of the man himself, drove past the Tollington um, and celebrated wildly. If you've not seen this video uh, going across your your feeds, you want to go to Vlada Sadan's Instagram story to have a watch of it whilst it's still up there. Um, he kind of he just gets it, doesn't he? He just gets it. Zinchenko just understands and. Really has bought into the fan culture of this club and certainly is something that I think we can all be very proud of indeed and very happy that Zinchenko is is at the club. Uh, now, Mikel Arteta did, of course, speak after yesterday's performance against Crystal Palace. He um, he spoke about a number of topics. He also answered questions on Tommy Asu and, uh, and William Saliba. He was asked about whether or not uh, Tommy Asu would play again this season. He said, we don't know. Obviously, the doctor is assessing him. We've had one assessment and they need to have another assessment tomorrow, but it's not looking good, that's for sure. Looking at Tommy, he's not someone who exaggerates things. He was really concerned straight away, and we are concerned as well. Now, I actually saw uh, Takira Tommy Asu yesterday. He left the club through, um, through the mix zone and was wearing a knee brace and also still on crutches. So, it's not looking great for him. And I think we could probably all agree that his season at this point is over, which is very, very frustrating for Arsenal indeed. Uh, he was also asked about William Saliba. He said, we hope so, um, regarding him being back soon. Uh, and we hope Willie is going to, be, uh, going to be better news. But again, we have to wait until tomorrow to understand a better picture. We have lost players. We lost Gabby for four months. We lost Thomas at the end uh, for one and a half months. And we lost Zinchenko for one and a half months. And we lost El Nenny for six to eight months. And now we've also lost Eddie. And now we've lost Tommy Asu and Saliba. Everybody has to give more. It's not a secret. If we want to maintain that level, everyone has to step in, give more. And Rob is a great example of what we needed today. I feel as though that response may be a little bit of an edgy retort um, to Eric Ten Hag, potentially. Um, so I think, you know, listing off all the players that we've had injured throughout the season does indeed uh, provide the evidence that if Ten Hag was ever doubtful of the injuries that Arsenal have not been apparently having, um, you know, I think he listed off the number of injuries that we are having to deal with and are having to cope with. So, yeah, it was interesting to hear it from that. I'm not surprised that Arteta said that he have to wait till tomorrow, whether or not that is indeed the case, because it means that with an international break, He's not going to have to speak to the media for a couple of weeks, but I'm sure he'll enjoy that fact. Um, but it means that they'll be able to assess things behind the scenes and they're not going to have too many questions put to them uh, regarding that. So we won't hear for Arteta until, of course, the pre-Leeds United press conference, which will be uh, a week on, I'd imagine, a week on Thursday, Friday. That's when we'll probably get that. So then we'll hear more about the status of William Saliba. Now, I spoke to Gabriel Jesus uh, after the game in his first um, appearance in the mix zone since coming back from injury. And uh, I've actually got the video clip to show you. So uh, sit back, relax and enjoy this one. Is there anything that you were able to learn in that period that you were not able to when you're playing because you're so hectic and busy with your football? Uh, good question, but I don't have I don't have answer, you know now. But it's a very good question. Were you able to watch more of your games, like do the back over analysis of things that you? Would yeah, do? I do. Yeah. I do. It doesn't matter if I out or no. Uh, when I'm playing, I do uh, every every time. I 
I look the game, you know, I watch my chance, everything, if I score, if I miss, I watch back, you know, I like to improve, I am a man like, you know, I love improve myself uh, on the pitch, outside of the pitch, you know, uh, yeah, that's, that's me. Yeah, Gabriel's talking there um, about kind of, I asked him what he learned, uh, as you heard it, this said, kind of what he learned in those three months that he was out that he wasn't able to ask uh, or kind of and, and uh, appreciate when he's actually playing and maybe in a, a situation where we had more time to kind of think around what uh, he would have learned, he could have given a more in-depth answer. But putting forward the question around video analysis and looking um, at what he's able to achieve and what he could learn more knowing that that's happening all the time was great. Um, and so hearing from him personally was fantastic. He was very responsive during the mix zone, gave some really good answers. You can read um, my article, obviously, on that on football.london. You can read uh, even more of the quotes that have gone out on the Evening Standard. Simon Collins producing that piece as well. So I certainly recommend you go and check out the pieces that have been written on Jesus in the mix zone to hear everything he had to say. Okay, let's go to part two then and your questions right after this. Of course, you can uh, get hold of our TGT merch still as well, our non-profit merchandise supporting Cancer McMillan and supporting the Arsenal Foundation uh, is uh, is underway and there. I also wanted to let fans know I put a tweet out uh, on Thursday actually as well, but one of the big reasons why we're supporting Cancer McMillan um, is because they did some brilliant work and, and absolutely did everything they could in terms of supporting our good friend Vinny before he sadly lost his life to cancer. And uh, one thing that we did a few months ago was that we raised money to have a plaque put up outside the Emirates Stadium uh, in memory of our good friend Vinny. And I'm very happy to say that that uh, has now been put up outside the stadium. And if you would ever like to go and visit uh, Vinny's plaque, you can do that. I'm certainly making sure it's becoming a bit of a, a ritual for me uh, before match days. And on Thursday and yesterday, I visited uh, Vinny's plaque. You can find it uh, outside the south club level e uh, entrance to the stadium, which is between entrances M and N. Uh, if you go to the Thierry Henry statue and then follow the red and white memorial along the wall uh, towards entrances M and N. You will find it um, at the moment. It's the one of the most recent. In fact, I think it's the most recent uh, plaque that has been put up outside the stadium. So, if you would like to go and uh, and visit it, please do. But one of the big reasons, of course, why we are doing this non-profit merchandise, of which no money goes to me whatsoever, is all going to support uh, Cancer McMillan and going to support the Arsenal Foundation as well. We've already raised, I think, over five hundred pounds now, which is amazing. So, thank you. To everybody that has already done so link is always in the description global shipping so you can get your hands on it whether in the us whether you're in australia or whether you live around the corner uh you can get your hands on it and help support some great causes and rep the tgt logo so there you go um let's jump into the chat box and go through some of your questions then uh chris thank you so much for the donation my friend uh i tell you could have bought a could have bought a cap with that uh 15 minutes uh in the premier league until yesterday um 15 minutes in the Prem until yesterday. Kept Haaland quiet in the FA Cup. Ramsdale, one word description of him was glue. He's not perfect, but one for uh, but one love for holding and he's massively important. Yes, uh, but I for one, sorry, love holding is what Chris said. So I was like, the one. The one really throws me off. When people replace words with numbers, I'm like, 
I'm trying to I'm trying to decipher what you're saying, but I finally got it. But Chris, thank you for the donation. And yeah, look, absolutely spot on regarding Rob Holding. Um, he certainly is a player that I know is going to be absolutely crucial and key um, to what we're achieving uh, between now and the end of the season. He's going to have to come in. He's going to have to come in and do a job at times. And he did that job yesterday. And whether it's for the last 10 minutes of a game when you're trying to see a game out, whether it's replacing William Saliba, he is going to have to do the job. And uh, it's not going to be it's not going to be Saliba because he's not Saliba, but uh, certainly what he can achieve is is important. Um, Anthony says, where are those donuts? Oh, okay. Yes. So I promised you guys a treat and I feel as though seeing Gabriel Jesus is a pretty good treat. So, you know, as in the Discord server yesterday, I promised there would be a treat this morning and it was that Jesus video. Um, <laughs> so you're going to have to accept that as being it. No donuts from me. Um, trying to be healthy, guys. Come on, you've got to improve your diets. Um, let's go to Bakary Lasagna says, Are you sure that the glue description of, of Rob Holding wasn't regarding his hair? No, it's I don't think it's glued on. He's gone through a very intense process of regrowing that fine mane that he has. Um, and I've got to say, it's impressive. Seeing it in the flesh is impressive. Um it's an incredible piece of craftsmanship, uh, that that hairdo, and you've got to respect it. I was on with FK and Latte Firm last night, and FK was saying that he wishes that he could do as good of a job. I can tell you that. Um, I can't even imagine what FK would look like with hair. If anyone that knows FK when he was younger has got an example, please do send in your photos. I would love to see it. Um, Kay Lopez said, when can we clinch top four? Good question, actually. Um, let's have a quick look at the table. It's always good to look at the table, isn't it? We enjoy doing that. I'll share my screen so you guys can bask in the glory of the Premier League table as well. Uh, where is the tab? Premier League, Premier League. Uh, there it is. Should be on your screen now. Uh, so we are obviously top of the table, 28 games played, 69 points way on the table. And uh, in fifth place is with two games left, which makes things difficult to, to predict, is Newcastle. Um, so, I mean, the maximum number of points that Newcastle can get is <clears throat> um, 36 number of points they can still get between now and the end of the season. So 70, 83, which isn't going to happen. Um, you know, they aren't going to get 36 points. Um, but we would achieve 86 points in how many games? Well, we would have to get 17 points. That's 18, six wins. So the earliest at the moment it can be achieved, I think, is 34 games played if we were to win the next six. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it, to know when that will happen. How many games is that? We've got Leeds, Liverpool, West Ham, Southampton, Man City and Chelsea. So Saturday the 29th of April is potentially when that could happen. I think it could happen sooner than that because obviously we'd ex expect points to be dropped by the likes of Newcastle, Liverpool, Brighton. And of course, we've got to play Newcastle, Liverpool and Brighton um, in that similar period. In fact, we play Newcastle slightly after that on the uh, 6th of May and we play Brighton on the 13th of May. But uh, you'd imagine it's going to be hopefully sometime in April that we would clinch top four. So that is is hopefully going to be where we're going to be at in a few weeks' time. So keep your fingers crossed. The next month, we're already talking about Arsenal having solidified their Champions League status. Okay, um, Lars says, Holding did great last night. My only issue was the time he took the ball in the back line that has always been a part of his game, or is it just a bit rusty? Um, I think the time in which he takes is always going to be part of his game. He's not as 
proactive in his passing as William Saliba. And I think the big thing about holding is, is that in reality, the context around missing out on Saliba is what obviously contributes to um, holding being, I think, looked down upon or underestimated because Saliba's so good that if you lose him, whoever comes in to replace William Saliba is never going to be able to produce the same level of performance. So I think we have to put things into context. I think we have to be more appreciative of what Rob Holding brings. And we can't always look at William Saliba as the benchmark because it's very difficult to find another centre-back that's going to give you that. No matter who we buy to replace Rob Holding, there's still going to be a significant step, I think, between them and Saliba. Because you've got to bring in somebody that's going to be willing to compete with him or be his backup which I don't want backups, but if we're being honest, no matter who we bring in, even if they're a competitor to William Saliba, they are going to be a backup to him at the start. And it's going to be very difficult to see anybody try and usurp him into the side. So they're always going to have some kind of deficiency in comparison to Saliba. And that's the challenge that we face as fans to try and not allow that to undermine the quality of the players that are supporting and bringing cover to our starting 11 at the moment. Um, Ben says, with Saliba's injury, the international break comes at just the right time. It does. You know, we don't know the full extent of things. Uh, The reports that came out from France were pretty vague. So we don't really know um, what to expect or how long he's expected to be out. It's going to be very difficult to, to determine that without obviously hearing more from the club. And we won't hear that until before the Leeds game, which is obviously in just over a week's time. Um, Fouad says, Tom, did you mention about Arsenal playing a friendly against the MLS All-Stars? Sorry if I've missed it. No, I haven't. Um, Of course, this isn't the news show, so we didn't go through the individual stories. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. But it is exciting um, that Arsenal will be going ahead again to play in America, uh, a place that I'll be much more familiar with next month when I visit Chicago. But uh, I'm not sure where it's meant to be played. Is it Washington, maybe? Um, that they're going to be going out to play against the MLS All-Stars. Another great uh, chance to see a competitive team play against the club. And uh, with the MLS, you know, we talked about the Premier League All-Star debate. I remember we had that. That won't ever happen. I just can't see that happening. Uh, and I hope it never does. But from an MLS perspective, obviously, it's, it is different. And I think there's an understanding of why it happens in the MLS and why, of course, it's not happening here uh, in the Premier League. But it should be a good game. And I look forward to seeing... What transpires in that fixture uh, and who knew in terms of new signings, maybe we'll have some new players uh, to watch uh, in that fixture as well. Um, I am going to round things off there again. Apologies for the slightly shorter show today. My voice is is not the best this morning. Uh, Apparently, I was screaming too loudly at the Emirates yesterday. Um, Do drop a like on the video. I can already feel it going, in fact. Uh, Drop a like on the video. Subscribe if you're new. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there 
it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.